2: mojo sports hey what's up guys welcome back to the mojo podcast nfl episode i'm finally back in town so i get to get take back hosting reins from dan i'm joined by lara and riley guys we are one week out from football one week but before we get into talking all things football it's time for a woman and the
0: one
1: and the two and the one two three
2: Boy,
0: you don't that. bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah have a great broadcast too, darling
2: so i guess to start it we might as well go last season. Lots of predictions, lots of stuff happened. People made, you know, people thought the Bucs were gonna go back to back, run it back. They didn't, clearly. All right. But if we're talking kind of what you got right as far as predictions, Riley, what was your biggest win and correct prediction from last season?
1: Uh mine person for me is probably the Bengals. I had high like I was on the Bengals train um just from being an LSU fan and and wanting to see Chase get picked by them and then they did and then everybody sort of dismissing that connection and being like, oh, they should have picked an O-line, they should have protected Borough um, and it just showed that that connection is so sort of unique and valuable because um, they obviously made it to the Super Bowl. But um, for me, yeah, personally that prediction was probably my biggest win.
2: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, that was like a 50-50. People were like, nah, it's not going to work. And everyone was like, yeah, it will. So that was a 50-50 for people for sure. For me, i got one specific instance last year that happened, and I said it on the podcast. So go back and listen to last season. But it was Bucks v. Cowboys. And everyone on the podcast were like, Bucks are going to blow them out of the water. They're going to win by 20. They're going to win by 30. I got so much shit for saying this. But I literally, I stood on my pedestal, and I said, no, 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 no. Bucks will win, but they'll win by a field goal. So when you go back and you look at that game, Bucks won by a field goal to take them. by I think they only won by one or two points. But I called that one, and I was very proud of myself for that one. So that's my that's my very right prediction that I got last year. Laura, you get to round us off because I know you said you didn't get a whole lot right. <laughs> last season,
0: maybe we talk about what you got wrong. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, wow, you guys did really well. I fucked. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <clears throat> I didn't do as well. <clears throat> um, Riley, I also remember you saying last week mm-hmm. that like you were so happy that um, Cincinnati took Jamar Chase last year because of that connection with Joe Burrow and I think to call the Bengals was a big call and I'm super impressed. I was thrilled that Matt Stafford, <clears throat> Matthew Stafford had a had a new chance at the Rams and I was super pumped. I didn't expect them to get to the Super Bowl. I thought they'd do really well. Um so I predicted that that would happen, but I didn't necessarily predict as far as they would go. Um but yeah, no, I really got it wrong to the point where I almost thought that <clears throat> Urban Meyer might be something possibly okay and that was just the biggest disaster that I think the entire NFL history has even seen I think it's the worst coaching hire of perhaps the entire legacy of the NFL Uh, so I don't think I should be allowed to have any predictions moving forward
2: Yeah, you're not allowed to pick any other dogs this season or any have any predictions. We're just going to leave you where you are in your little box. Don't even call me the Bears. Yeah, no, no. Not, don't say anything about the Bears. Don't <laughs> say anything about Fields. You keep those comments to yourself. I mean, say whatever you want know. about
0: Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll never say anything about country. Green Bay. I'm all Texan-Houston, the Houston Texans. I don't know why, but I'm so into them. Oh, as yeah. As that, that, as I mean, that's a ball. solid team to pick. I can see why you'd probably <laughs>
2: Houston's there, um but no lara you mentioned it i mean this is our final episode where we talk about this is our last huddle team that we're going to talk about so we're going to move into that because we're going to talk all things la Rams. No out
1: there that is what a real champion is made of
0: and for the philadelphia eagles the long drought is over how about those two
2: the greatest comeback in super bowl history so again you mentioned a team that we didn't think would be at the super bowl a number one defensive squad they didn't lose a lot of players they didn't they did okay in the draft but if we go through their offense i mean you got you can't go through that la rams offense and not talk about cooper cup
0: Oh. i mean And like, look, the top 10 players voted by um, players in the league has just come out, and they've got three Rams in the top 10. You've got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. Yes, there are two defenders there, and you're saying, let's talk about the offense, Cooper Cup. I mean, this is a guy that nobody thought was going to do what he did. He has absolutely come on in the last couple of years. He is one of the most convincing what route runners yards after catch he is strong he is like consistent I'm so impressed with what he and Matt Stafford did and the way that they work together is 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 really excellent but it's not just him like Van Jefferson I really like him I think I mean the I know you guys are Chicago Bears fans but Alan Robinson don't do it don't oh you worry but like you weren't there Alan Robinson to the Rams this year. I know they lost OBJ, um, and I think they're probably going to bring him back as long as Odell Beckham doesn't sign with um, hopefully not Green Bay. But he might come back. But I think Alan Robinson, from the reports coming out of camp, and you guys have seen him over the years, I just think he is going to be some kind of magical over the next, certainly this season, I just think he is so strong. He's so powerful. He's so consistent. And I think Matt Stafford and him with Cooper Cup, this is going to parallel the Raiders' offense. I'm just, I'm really excited to see what their offense brings to the table. And Aaron Donald, I mean, you can't get past it. I think he should have been number one (laughs) the last five years, but he keeps ending up number two. because, of course, quarterback number one, whatever. I don't know. Bit of a helmet swinger lately, might get him in trouble. Ooh. You're right. Yeah, oh, and it feels out the brawl.
2: Of course we did. I mean, yeah, you gotta. I mean, when the reports came out that was Aaron Donald, you're kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, we saw that like in the in the in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. But this is also a yep. defensive team that had that tied the Super Bowl record for sacks. But I mean, you take Von Miller out of that. Yes, you still got Jalen Ramsey, but I mean, you add Bobby Wagner into that as well. Like, I mean, talk about a team that's, that just did well in free agent signing. I mean, I was devastated to see Allen Robinson go. Like, I was, I was sad. That, that upset me watching Khalil Mack go, watching Allen Robinson go. Like, it was just, I was like, y'all don't need them all in LA. <laughs> you don't need them all in California. No, no, they don't need to all be there. But um, I guess, I, I mean, we, we got to talk about this defense right? Number one defense, Bobby Wagner added as a linebacker. You've got Ramsey, you've got Aaron Donald, right? I mean, do you really need anybody else in that defensive side? It's always
1: going to like, the second time around, like with the Bucks. even, like you can just see how obviously playing together for so long and getting new people in, it can either work for or against you. I really think that Bobby Wagner is going to get back to his kind of like Legion of Boom days where he's like that, that impact player. Like I really want to see him come in and really attack the ball and get those turnovers. And I think Donald will probably have like a less of an impactful stats-wise. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he'll get a lot more double teams, which is what Mac got in Chicago um last year and the year before so but to have somebody like Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd just hovering on that second line of defense I think it's going to be a real struggle for people to especially in the run game like to really get that going so I think I think they're going to be just as terrifying
0: and I think they've got great corners like uh, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, because Jalen Ramsey has not been the one most wonderful player off the field, he is just very good. Like he has consistently come out as the top corner in the league for the last two or three years, and uh, it's. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see their secondary not performing, the linebacking court not performing, and that defensive front is powerful. I mean, the big question for me is do the Rams have a weakness going in other than Matthew Stafford who has had some significant elbow stuff and Alex hit me, like hit us. <laughs> Is there
2: where, where we I think I think they got a weakness, and my is for them, I think, is gonna be their O line because they did have a lot of those players go, that a couple retire, that a couple leave. And yes, they had I think their center is still relatively strong. They've got three that are still there, but their draft pick in Logan Bruss, who was supposed to be their kind of starter at left guard, is now out injured. Right. And it was reports that he was struggling in training and that now they've got to put an even like a, a little bit less experienced guy into that line. So I think if you're looking for a weakness anywhere, it is going to be their O-line. I think that's where they're going to struggle a little bit. I know in the draft they did kind of go secondary. They went off o- O-line. And I guess another <laughs> – something else that they struggle with, right? So Jake Hummel, who is someone they signed as an inside linebacker, He's kind of like third or fourth string, but he had he broke the record for most tackles in preseason. But they're looking to waive him and sign him to the practice squad. Now, if you look at the history for the Rams in doing that, every time they drop a decent player to sign to the practice squad, they go somewhere else. Of course. So I'm like this, this is I think if they try and do that to Jay Cummel, they're gonna, they're gonna shoot mm-hmm. themselves a foot because I think that is a very good linebacker that could secretly do quite well in the league so if I was them I'd be looking to try and sign in quick smart but I think if you're looking looking for what could be a weakness mm-hmm. you might
0: be there on one but I think it's so interesting like you talked about somebody retiring Andrew Whitworth the left tackle he retired after one of the longest careers as tackle in the league and I love him as a tackle I know he's not the best he doesn't have the biggest stats He's not the best run blocker, but he's an incredible pass protector and he's been doing it a really long time. And one of the things I love about him is he works on no painkillers whatsoever, which is super rare in the league. Um, And what I really like about their offensive line, which is the only reason that makes me pause on what you're saying because I think you're right, I think that is probably the weakness, is that he has been kind of coaching slash having that whole o train in his home gym for the last three years, and he's been totally training their replacement left tackle to step into his shoes over the last three years, knowing that he's going to retire at some point. So I have a lot of faith in him and their coach, but I think you're right. I think if we're looking at one of the, the most significant areas that they will struggle with, I think that's it, particularly if Stafford has an iffy elbow, which it seems like he may do, um, then he's going to need even more protection. And if that crumbles, yeah, then they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, talking about injuries, when you look at kind
2: of their death chart at the moment, Riley, they've got players like They've got the depth there, but they've got Matthew Stafford is questionable. John Wolford is questionable. Cam Akers is questionable. Darren Henderson Jr. is questionable. Van Jefferson is questionable. Brandon Powell is questionable. That's just their offense. You've got Brandon, uh, sorry, Logan Bros out. You've got Leonard Floyd questionable. Jalen Ramsey questionable. I mean, are we kind of looking at a team that could suffer some injuries in the first week that could kind of send them on a downward spiral and not run it back-to-back?
1: No, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that like you, they've got to put that in every week for preseason anyway, um, if they're on the roster. So um, I think that most of those questionables are going to be fine. They'll be full participant leading up to next week, um, and I think it it kind of works in their favour that they have. They have Thursday night footy um, because then they have like a 10-day break. So they get those extra couple of days that the other teams don't have to have that bit of rest after that first hit out. Uh, It's always such a shock. Like you can, I mean, NFL is a bit different, but you can practice and you can train, but nothing hits you harder than game day. So the first one will always be a shock to the body. So to have that extra few days, even if they do have some niggles, like it'll just be stuff that they just need to manage and rest. Um, yeah. So I think they'll be. I think they'll be good.
2: I think we we probably should touch on the fact that they've got a new uh, offensive coordinator in Liam Cohen, who went to UMass and was a quarterback there. Had multiple records there. He used to work for LA as an assistant wide receiver coach. I mean. Do you think that's going to play any different into the, how they run their scheme, having a new offensive coordinator, or do you think they're just going to kind of come out like they did last year against blazing?
0: I don't know that it's going to be a big difference. Uh, well, Riley, what do you think?
1: No, I think Matt Stafford has a bit of a hold um, with McVay. They say, like, Matt Stafford came from Detroit, you know, and there was a big stigma of, like, that he was a good quarterback in a bad team, and he had that for 10 years. And he finally got his chance to prove it. And I don't think there's any better way he could have done that. Um, and why change? Like, why fix what's not broken, kind of thing? So, um, especially when you have Cooper Cup, Ben Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Alan Robinson, Cam Akers out of the backfield, like he can run and catch. Um, there's no reason to change it up. They're just going to be as explosive, like reception for days. So.
0: I 100% agree with what you've just said. Nothing else to mention. I think, yep, you've said it all. (laughs) Uh, Well, we might as well
2: predict their season for this year. I mean, too early to tell. Could we say run it back? I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how everybody else goes. (laughs) I'm not going to be that bold just yet. Um, But, yeah, I know. Weird, right? So, they went 12-5 and last year. I don't know. I think they've added a few more egos to their team in the offseason, which is going to do well for them. But I think it might take them a minute. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to go 11 and six. I don't know. 12 and five. I'll give them one more loss. Cause I think some other teams have been able to bolster Um, but I'm going to go 11 and six. So
0: Laura, thoughts, comment? I think that's, I think that's bang on the money. I'm also 11 and six. Um, one of the big things maybe we haven't talked about, like, yes, Jalen Ramsey is there, um, but in the home stretch, it was actually Darius Williams that was getting a lot of the big play, and he's gone to the Jags, so I'm thrilled, but um, he he was actually taking a lot of the number one receiver at, towards the end, and I, I'm wondering if their secondary is actually going to sort of still be as effective. Of course, Jalen Ramsey is great. So, yeah, I'm sitting on 11 with you. What about you, Riley? I'm going to put them at
1: 10, 10 seven. Yeah, I think Ooh. they've got. Um, I think they've got a pretty hard schedule. Obviously, like NFC West is pretty difficult as it is, and I think it'll. I think it'll be pretty even with with um, a few of the teams. Um, I reckon they only get like five wins out of the oh, – I'm sorry, um, about three or four wins out of the, the six games that they'll play. Um, and then they've got, like, the Chiefs. They've got the Raiders. Um, they've got the Bucks, and the even the Saints, as much as I hate it. That's four really questionable games. Um, so I think it could be 11. I think they might – if they win one of those games that I'm not expecting them to, then yeah. But um, they've also got the Packers, so it depends, like <laughs> – They've got so many teams that have the ability to show up on the day, and you, they just—it'll be a good game. Um, but I reckon they're re, they're in a really tough spot, um, especially opening. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, opening with the Bills, and then um, they have the Charges the second last week. So, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough outing for them.
2: Well, it's definitely going to be fun watching them kick off Thursday night football in the States, Friday morning football for us, uh, if you wanted to know the time difference there. Um, They did go one and two in the preseason, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see if they can run it back. But oh
0: my God, am I excited for
2: football to come back properly.
0: But what an incredible first game, right? Rams and Bills. Hello. What I end up being. Um, um, like final, like this, this is an incredible first week uh, on so many levels, but I think that's going to be an incredible map uh, yeah you super game.
2: <coughs> Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's just good to have football back, right? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> All right. We're going to round it off with our rapid fire
1: with the game of football spreading out and becoming more about getting athletes into open space. One universal truth is more evident than ever speed kills.
2: So as usual, we are going to finish our fire, but we're going to do it a little bit different today because I think we should touch on preseason preseason is done. We've had three weeks of it guys. What is your biggest takeaway? I mean, I'll start with mine um, because well, the bears went three and so Uh, Was it pretty? No. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it going to be pretty football for Chicago this year? Probably not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But they got some wins. Justin Fields did really well in the last game. Um, I think the biggest problem for them coming down to it is going to be their defense. They just can't be giving up points like they have been, especially when the offense is performing. Um, but it was good to see Justin Fields get three touchdowns. I think he got 100 and something yards. Um, so good to see him. Good to see them go 3-0 and <laughs> and sit at the top of the division after preseason. Thank you. Not that that means anything. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my biggest takeaway. It was happy to see the Bears go 3-0. and Laura, you've got your hand up like you want to comment.
0: Yes, I do. I have a question for you. Since you brought up the O-line, yes. up the O-line for the Rams, I'm yes. interested in what you think of the offensive line for Chicago Bears this year. I know their coach is better than what you've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I know their quarterback play is going to be a lot better than what you've had in a really long time. Is Justin Fields going to be able to... Function behind that offensive line in the actual season, like like, are we seeing what is going to be their offense in preseason? Is this going to translate, or or are, are you guys seeing something exciting that might not translate into the season? Where do you stand on this, Riley? Do you want to answer that question? Because <laughs> I might cry if I answer that question.
1: <laughs> I. I hate the preseason for this exact reason because no matter what I'm watching, my team seem to always do okay, and then absolutely shit the bed in season um, when it actually matters. So you know, like I, I'm worried about this um, offense in general. Um, I don't think we have a very uh, strong receiving core, um, which sucks for a quarterback like uh, Fields, who, you know, he's he's still a baby of the game. He still has a lot to learn, and um, he, I think, will struggle if we don't give him people to throw to. I don't think anyone's had over a 1,000 yards this season, Um I mean, we've got some we've got some okay veterans in terms of O line. Um, like Riley Reiff, he's been there for like ten years now. Um, you know, played with Bengals. He's not bad, but there's no there's no stellar standout that we're going to go and you know give him guaranteed money for, um, in my opinion, anyway. But
0: yeah, it just seems like Fields has been he's just constantly on the run. And and I can't and I and I know that's sort of who he is and and I'm not I can't tell yet. It'll be interesting to see the first six games of the season to find out is this just who Fields is going to be or is he literally running for his life because the O-line, the O line is not offering any any kind of support and like a decent pocket for him to sit in. I, I don't know where you guys sit on this.
2: I mean, he's never been a pocket passer, right? You look at him at Ohio State. Yeah, the Buckeyes. He wasn't a pocket passer. He did move around in the pocket. The biggest thing I think when he joined last year is that Nagy wanted him to be a pocket passer, and he's not. No. So I think he's a little too quick to put his eyes down and run, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where he's going to falter. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this, as per usual, the all line is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, he's going to be able to outrun some of the pressure, not all of it, um, just as long as he's gaining yards on the run and not losing them at the end of the day he's got to do what he's got to do back there. So interesting to see, but um, yes, as we've slowly just deflated my lovely little moment of the bears winning three and Oh, thanks guys. Um Laura, I'm going to let you
0: give your you away from preseason since we just completely shot mine down. I'm so sorry. I have a bunch of things that I'm super excited about from the preseason that I have no idea how it's going to translate into the regular season because, like you said, Riley, it's so rare that things we see in the preseason actually translate for the full 17 weeks. It's it's just not likely. But here are the things that I'm super excited by. Uh, The tour Tyreek Hill connection in Miami uh Riley is shaking her head so hard. this is this is interesting. I'm interested Did in you see what Mike... he threw the other day to the ground <laughs> no.
2: like ten yards. <laughs> Riley's just I... gonna shoot down everybody's positive thoughts for
0: preseason. Yeah. So if you get to wait and hold your comments, please. <laughs> i'm I'm really interested in what Mike McDaniels is gonna do with the dolphins on on so many levels. Um, but I thought it was interesting, like the Eagles in this most recent preseason week and week three, they played their second string, third string guys throughout the whole thing. None of their starters really, really started. So it's not it's not okay to just say, yeah, he, the Dolphins showed up because they were playing second and third teamers. But it was interesting to see the kind of play that came out and what Tour and Tyreek were able to do. Um, at the same time, the other thing that I'm fascinated by is, uh, Jordan Davis on the Eagle, uh, on the Eagles, uh, he's a rookie. He's a big dude, front of the defensive line. The Dolphins sent three guys pretty regularly to try and stop him. He is a big guy, and with him, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all on the Eagles' defensive line, I'm really excited to see what they can do. Um, I think the Eagles this year are going to be extremely exciting and I'm pumped about that. The other person that I am really excited by, there's two people, but I'm just going to talk about one other, is actually Malik Willis and the Titans. I'm really pumped to see how quickly he's going to end up being the starting quarterback for the Titans. Um, and I don't know that Tannehill's going to keep his job. Anymore. I thought it was going to be Tannehill the whole way. And the last three weeks, now I'm thinking it might be a few games. In, if, if Tannehill isn't performing over the first five weeks, he's gone. And I didn't think that was going to be the case. And Riley, you've got eyes at me again that's saying, you don't know what you're talking about. But you no, know, actually, these are, the, these are the
2: things that I'm finding interesting. So, all right, Riley, since you got so many comments and you're quick to shoot everybody's positive takeaways. <laughs> It's uh, your you get to round us off, my friend, with your takeaways or negatives from preseason.
1: I guess. Um, I'll I'll try and keep it positive. Here. Um, good. I'm actually super excited to see who ends up starting for the Steelers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think uh, I secretly hope it's Trubisky. I almost want. Yeah, well, I, I, ne- I didn't really have beef with him at the Bears. I didn't think he was that bad. Like, I thought it was mostly a coordinator's issue and he was just stuck. So
0: mm.
1: I'd actually really like to see him, like, succeed. Um, and I think he did enough in the preseason to, to do that, um, especially, too, with Pickens and um, Najee getting – having those two, like, quick accelerators around where they can get the ball at the line of scrimmage and make two or three yards just because they catch and go. You know, fall forward, get three. Like, so he's kind of got that, the Steelers themselves, like, have that as sort of, like, a backup. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that those quarterback battles that have been going on, they've been really exciting. Baker coming into Carolina, like, um, yeah, that was kind of one of those not shocked but watching him like he threw a dime between like two two defenders and then like over another one on the weekend. Um and then obviously the Seattle announcing Geno as the the starter for week one. So like these quarterback battles have been really interesting for me because I feel like there's so many. I feel like there's not usually this many sort of um Going off your like Tannehill, um, why well, like I've never rated Tannehill and I was surprised that he got the start when he did, um, and that he's kept it for so long when Derrick Henry literally carried the team on his back. So, um, getting a yeah, getting like a young quarterback in there will be interesting, but yeah, just these quarterback battles, like all of them, I think they've been so much fun to watch, um to see people getting their chance when they didn't necessarily have it beforehand or getting that second chance or if you're Carson Wentz getting, like, recycled for, like, year number five now, whatever it is. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, just because you mentioned Carson Wentz when talking about the commanders, uh, I think it's important to talk this week about the shooting that just happened and the running back that was unfortunately caught up in I think it was what they said was maybe an attempted robbery or something Um, because I've been watching uh, Robinson. He's the running back that I think was maybe shot twice in his legs. Um, Man, he looked good. He looked so good. And I know that he's going to play and and his injuries are not uh, life-threatening, which is fantastic. Um, But, gosh, he was just looking electric. And I was so – I mean – I don't want the Washington commanders to do that well, um, but I was really excited to see what he was capable of because um, I just, it's not often you see somebody and you're just so glued to the screen to try and see how they're going to run and where they're going to go. I, I thought he was really wonderful.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. Cause as you said, he's got some wheels on him. So hopefully yeah. they can get him back in there quickly. Cause I think he'll be a big one for the commanders um but yeah the quarterback battles have been insane preseason you know it's up and down with your teams <laughs> um i know laura is probably not happy with how the seahawks played <laughs> in the preseason but we'll let her talk about that at another time she's not here so tough um but guys we're a week away i'm excited for next week where we get to break down all the games moving forward but that's it for tonight thank you for joining me and until next week catch y'all later